Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Source Code. I am the social media superstar. I am the glitch in the system, and I am Jay Walker. And one more time, sitting down with Jackie the Jet Lee. This is the last one of the series. I do have one more in video form. I'm just not sure how I'm going to reach, uh, send that out yet. But uh, nonetheless, this is what's going on. Uh, we're talking about finding your way. Everyone has their own individual paths in life uh, based off their experiences, their knowledge, their education, uh, and just where they want to go. And uh, we we learn at different speeds. We adjust at different moments in time. And uh, we just discuss uh, finding your own way. So enjoy Hopefully you learned something. And of course, guys, as always, take care. Have a great day, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks. something happened in here recorded we're not going to talk about it again so we got missed out but here we go <laughs> i've heard, i listen to a lot like that but um like the, the learning normal. thing yeah that that's another thing with you the fact that you're starting to be more fit and you're learning and being open-minded about things i'm sure you feel you're like i feel younger than i did two years ago because i'm i'm just happier yeah your yeah. brain's probably working it's better weird, I like, say. yeah yeah my brain's probably working better and just being more aware of what's going on either with my body or at work or with people like I just I'm more tuned into what's actually going on around me more than ever before you're minded yeah exactly that's important 100% like, it's important yeah. in wrestling because uh, fads change so fast mm -hmm. like I'm glad hardcore wrestling's made a comeback actually yeah, you yeah. love it yeah like not so much the deathmatch stuff, but being able to tell a good story and just not caring. Okay, yeah. And not caring so much about the technical work. Not that I like think that's terrible or boring or anything, but just like there's an appreciation for that style. Just like different, and it allows more room for different characters too in wrestling. I found that like a lot of WWE from '05 to '09 was just copycat guys sure. filling roles, just general athletes. And that was a big moment where, in my head, when I started noticing that, I was like, "Hey, I got to play this character," and that's where uh, the whole glitch thing came in and doing the darker character and stuff like that. So, like, it's good to see that there's more room to play with in wrestling. That's that's accepted as long as it's safe. That's always where yeah, I come no, from. Some push a little too much, yeah. and like, I don't like to see someone break their face. Yeah, <laughs> so so me and Vanna went to uh, Chicago, and there was the Game Changer Wrestling Show okay. before GC. I saw some of the Snapchats you sent me. Okay, well you didn't see enough. I didn't see I enough. So Shar actually bought it. She's like, "Oh, cool, maybe I'll see you." I'm like, "This is a deathmatch show." She's like, "What?" She turned it off. Like it's like, <laughs> just like that. But uh, there was two matches specifically. One, the main event was uh, I don't even know if you know the guys enough. Probably not. Um, yeah. So there's Effie against Nick Gage, who's the champ. Nick Cage? Nick Gage. Okay. I don't know Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick you you might have read about him on Dirt Sheets. He robbed a bank, got busted, went to jail for a few no, years. No, I haven't. No? Okay. Anyways, uh, so these guys are going all out. They've got uh, window like glass panes that they're like pile driving each other through and stuff, and they're brawling all over. And it was interesting to see the different crowd, but 
uh, there's a ladder match, a six-way ladder match, and these guys are climbing up to the ceiling and dropping onto each other. All right, and uh, you love it. So, some it, it was like it's it's an entertaining spectacle. There's parts definitely where we're not safe, and the one that sticks out the most is pretty famous now. And uh, there's a ladder with light tubes duct taped to the top of the ladder, and somebody gave another guy a brain buster on the top of this ladder to break the light tubes. Okay. Could be pulled off, maybe. Does he have a lot of hair? That helps. No, uh, this guy was bald. That took the brain buster. That wasn't the problem. (laughs) So dangerous. The problem was coming down, one of the light tubes jabbed into his, uh, around his armpit area. And as he was coming down, it tore. He was gushing Gushing. blood. He was terrified. And this guy's pretty good at seeing character. He tried his best to shut the wound, but it's just everywhere. And he ran straight to the back, and apparently they took him in a car right away to the hospital. He almost died. Like, he almost bled out, apparently. And so, Damn. Like, yeah. They, so they use cadavers, like, nerves and arteries to help repair his arm. And he's out for, like, two years now. It's expensive, too. <laughs> yeah. So that's not safe wrestling. Uh, no. If you've seen my hardcore wrestling, and, like, a lot of... I think a lot of what I take from is, like, Mick Foley. He was just able to tell stories... And like I'm not a well, big he's the innovator of that yeah. kind of thing. So like I'm not even necessarily a big fan of weapons. I just like thinking outside the box yeah. and making you go, Ooh, that must have like I agree. This stuff's fake, but this stuff looks like it's really hurting. So like at the at uh, doubles, like I will take I take some pretty stupid stuff, but I know my threshold of pain very well. So like I can take that flip bump from the top rope to the stage outside. Sure. And that feels just like a bump in the ring to me. Okay. So, like, I will use that at the right moments in a match to help tell a story and make people who maybe are a little bit standoffish or, like, you know, whatever. This kid's not that super athletic one, but, oh, shit, that looked like it hurt. Now he's in trouble. Okay. You know, so, like, it hooks them in, right? And and some of that, too, is from uh, listening to Goldust. Uh, it's a couple of seminars of his and just interviews and stuff over time. It's just hooking in those people. You look for the guy who's like the least less interested, least interested in the crowd, and then you try to make him believe. And when you got him, you know you got everyone else. I love that kind of stuff. So, so like, you have your guys that you kind of like really take advice from. I mean, you could like for wrestling, there could be too many cooks in the kitchen giving you too much advice. Mm-hmm. Like you get one advice from I've heard this from interview guys. One advice from Arn, you get something different from Malenko, and then something different from Sean. Like you gotta, you want to please everyone, so you're gonna try to do it all, but then you, you lose yourself that. in it. But I like so far from you talking, you're like, you have your set guys that you really take advice. Like, you respect everybody, but you're like, well, I really, the Rhodes family and like Shane, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's this particular like smaller amount instead of taking too much. You have your amount, like story reading, yeah. your Mick Foley, your, your Nick, and you're like, I, and it's good. And it's, it's had me having to step back because when I came in guns blazing, it was like, I want to be the Randy Orton, HBK, like workhorse guy, and I want to put in all this time in the ring. And I, I do want to put all that time in the ring still. But uh, it took me standing back after a while and going, who were my favorites growing up? And so that was the characters Mankind, Undertaker, Goldust, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Macho Man, those guys, and Ric Flair. And it's like, now, how do I put that into myself? And then over time, too, learning and hearing so many times from, say, Kenny backstage, tell a good story, guys. Don't do something that you're not comfortable with doing. You know, play it safe. Or I, I realize after, like, 
storytelling is a big thing for me in the matches. Like, most guys do the moves. Yeah. And there's no real coherent story, or it's a very basic story, and that's cool. Um, I like to really play different elements, bring them all together, really try to pay it off at the end. Hopefully everyone gets what it's going on. And it's over time watching the Shane and Vince's and how they do it. Or, like I said, Nick understand Foley. where they come from. Yeah, That's where exactly. the empathy really helps. Yeah. You know, like, I could really go in their shoes and try to understand why they did something in particular than something else. Exactly. But yeah. there's so many good wrestlers that, like, almost any indie wrestler that has over 10,000 followers can do a seminar anywhere, right? Yeah. And there could just be too much info. And I'm glad that you're able to filter it and go, well, I'm just. Here's the amount. Like, how many. Seminars can you go do when CW have a guy in town? Like you can just keep going to all of them. Yeah. But you can fill your brain with too many ideas. Exactly. Just like paralyzed. Like, which it. yeah, which way is the right <laughs> way? But eventually, you just gotta kind of take it all and find out what's your way, and then steer in that direction. Yeah. That's what I find, anyways. I found like uh, seminars wise, even like I haven't gone to many, but the ones I have gone to are the ones that I make sure count. So we traveled all the way to Alberta for that one, and that's with Les Thatcher. Yeah, Les Thatcher and Lance. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. That gave me the basics of wrestling psychology, how how and why we do the things that we do sometimes. And then this recent one with Quackenbush was amazing, just to be able to pick his brain. And a lot of it was, like, character work, um, and just being in your own head a lot. Like, how do, how do you get out of that space? How do you just go with your gut? And, and, you know, what have you learned over time from your experiences? So that was a lot of fun. But overall, like, yeah, you go to a lot of places and they promise you, like, hey, you're going to get booked on this show if you... Yeah, and it's like done those before. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's just kind of the same old, or it's politics, or, or you know, you, they're just trying to give the it's guy... It's a system. Yeah. It's kind of like... Exactly. Fishing the new people. Yeah. Um, to get some money. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what it is, right? It, it's a business to a lot of these guys at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I'm i glad there's guys like Quack and Bush that are just like, here's... Sl- what I wish I knew starting up, essentially. Like, yeah. It's the information I learned through my journey that could really help anyone in any position. And you don't have to listen to it, but it's there. There you go. Yeah. And there was... It's a lot of veterans that don't approve of that, I'm sure. Like the gatekeeping, right? <laughs> the, the gatekeeping. Yeah. Well, it's hard to filter through, especially Canadian wrestling. Where it's a, There's not a lot of voices in Canadian wrestling. almost, in that regard. But, Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about, like, you and... I can go all the time about anything. Yeah. I feel like that's why I mentioned before, of like, do you want to bullet points or anything? But if you want to do, like, topics, so, like, one day it's where we talk about, like, certain topics more, or a person more. I'm thinking if you want to talk about, like, you and and leaving and stuff, like, do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, I love to talk about that. You want to do that right now?